Take your Bibles, please, and turn to 1 Corinthians, will you please? 1 Corinthians chapter 11. As I mentioned in Sunday school, this year we are going to celebrate 75 years as a body of believers here in Battle Creek. We are going to look at some of the history, and we are going to see how God has kept this body of believers together as we have served Him and focused on His kingdom here in Battle Creek. Our theme for the year is celebrating the past committed to the future. And as we meet here on December 31st, we can celebrate what God has done in 2017. Amen? That's the past. And as we look toward 2018, we can be committed to what He wants us to do in the future. I'm wearing a little button this morning. It has one word on it. It says commitment. Paul is wearing his this morning. I gave one of these to each of our deacons at our last deacons meeting. And the power of one word can make a difference in our lives. And that one word that I want for our leadership this year is commitment. Celebrate what God has done. But let's go ahead. Let's be committed. Let's move forward. And recognize that God is not finished with us. First Corinthians chapter 11 gives to us the order and meaning of the Lord's table. And as we begin in verse 23, we read, For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night in which he was betrayed. Now stop right there. We have a history lesson. First Corinthians was probably written before all of the Gospels. And so the believers of the New Testament did not have in their hands the account of Jesus' life. They did not have the written narrative of how he went to that last supper. He went there to celebrate the Passover. And he went there as the Lamb of God who came to take away the sin of the world. And so Paul very quickly is giving to the believers at Corinth a history lesson. And he's saying, folks, remember, you've heard the accounts. All of the believers are talking about it. We have shared it over and over and over again. That something took place on the night that Jesus was betrayed. Do you remember that night? difficult night. The disciples had just celebrated the Passover meal. Jesus had washed their feet. And Judas had left very quickly. The disciples weren't sure why Judas had left. But Jesus had told them that one of them would betray him. And as the disciples sat around that Passover table, they said to him, hey, is it me? Lord, is it me? Am I the one who is going to betray you? I don't think they fathomed what all of that meant. They left that 
celebration. Went to the garden. Remember that? And when they got to the garden, Jesus says, I need to go pray. And so he leaves the disciples, and he goes off and and prays, and and you remember it as the time when, when Jesus said, Lord, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. In fact, he he prayed so hard that the scripture says, great drops of blood flowed down his cheeks. The intensity of that prayer. Jesus knew. He understood. Sometimes I'll pray, Lord, don't let this happen to me. I have no clue what that means. Jesus knew. Knew that he was going to be the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Jesus knew that the only way to provide salvation was to offer a perfect sacrifice for the sins of the world. Jesus knew that he was going to be betrayed by one that he called friend, arrested, unjustly tried, mocked and humiliated as he was drugged through the streets, then hung on. Jesus knew. Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. He prayed that three times. But do you remember what he did in in those times? He he went back to the disciples. Remember that? And what were the disciples doing? Sleeping. They were oblivious. Oh, it had been a tough time. It had been a difficult week, but they were sleeping. And Jesus said, "Could could you not have just ministered with me for an hour he woke them and he said my betrayer's at hand and Judas shows up but he doesn't show up by himself he shows up with a Roman guard and Jesus had told the guard that the one that I kiss that's Jesus now the Roman guard probably knew who Jesus was his reputation had preceded him Jesus is kissed. Peter, who has the only weapon, takes out a sword and chops off the high priest's servant's ear. And Jesus is arrested. The night in which he was betrayed. Let's not lose the history lesson. Because the reason for the history lesson is to help us recognize what God has done for us through His Son, Jesus Christ. What He went through for you and for me. How He was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. How He came into His own and His own received Him not. How He was betrayed. And as we celebrate his given body and his shed blood, let's not miss what God has done in our lives. As he sent his son to be the savior of the world. Wow. That's what God 
has done. For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night that he was Where did that happen? At Calvary. Why did that happen? Because he paid it all. And our response is all in, my all. The historical setting that reminds us of how God provided salvation for us. But I don't want us to miss what God is doing. Are you still in 1 Corinthians 11? That the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took the bread. And when he had given thanks, verse 24, he broke it and said, direct quote, this is my body which is given for you. This do, as often as you, this do in remembrance of me. And then he took the cup after supper. And when he had taken a sip, He said this, direct quote, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Now that is where we concentrate our attention when we celebrate the Lord's table, right? Body given for you. Blood, new covenant for you. Although they were celebrating the the Passover, Jesus was concentrating on what he was doing. And it had obviously been repeated enough that Paul is able to quote what Jesus said on that night. The Passover meal began with two cups. The first cup was that of sanctification, where God had set his people apart for himself. The second cup was that of judgment, as God had placed his people into bondage in Egypt. Following those two cups, they now shared a meal. And it was reminding them of the lamb that was slain. You'll remember that. They were to take a a lamb without blemish and without spot. And they were to slay it. And they were to apply the blood on the side post and the the top post of the door. That way when the death angel passed through Egypt, it would not enter that particular home. When he saw the blood, he'd pass over it. Hence the commemoration, Passover meal. During that celebration of a meal they would take bread and they would they would break it and they would separate two pieces of bread hiding one for a child to go and find it later it's probably at this time that Jesus took the bread and he broke it and said this is my body which is given for you. Now, King James says, broken for you. But the reality of that translation is that this was his body 
that was being sacrificed for us. There were the first two cups, sanctification and judgment. And then there was the third cup that happened after the meal. And it was the cup of redemption. And most think that it was that cup that that Jesus took and said, this is the cup of my blood. New covenant, redemption in my blood. As often as you drink it, remember me. There was a fourth cup that was part of that Passover meal, and that was a cup of praise. Thank you, Lord, for what you are doing. Now, that is our concentration, is it not? But I believe that there are three other observations that we ought to have as we recognize what God is doing in our lives. Jump down to verse 27 of 1 Corinthians 11, will you please? Whoever, therefore, eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and blood of the Lord. But let a person examine himself, then so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. I believe that one of the purposes of this table is for us to examine what God is doing in our lives as it relates to repentance. We quote 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, do we not? If we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Aren't you thankful for that verse of Scripture? And it comes right after, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from all sin if we confess our sin. But one of the purposes that we have at this table is helping us repent. That's what God is doing in our lives. Understanding that progressive sanctification is part of the process of God's work in helping us as new creatures, getting rid of the old and becoming new creatures in Christ Jesus. Amen? In my prayer time, I many times use the acts of prayer, A-C-T-S. A stands for adoration. It's who God is. As you read the Psalms, you discover that the psalmist many times begin with adoration. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Don't you love that? Don't we have a great God? The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Let me encourage you to observe what God is doing in your lives. One of my next spiritual steps for 2018, and I talked about this a little bit in our Adult Bible Fellowship Hour, is to do some journaling. I have never been one who journals. I want to do that in 2018. And one of the things I want to identify every day is a God thing in my life. And so I'm going to write down God thing every day and identify something that God is doing. Adoration. 
C, confession. <laughs> the psalmist says this, if I regard iniquity in my, my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Have you thought about that? Maybe there's a reason that some of my prayers are not answered. Maybe I have iniquity in my heart that I'm aware of and I'm not willing to do anything about. Confession. T is thanksgiving. And S is supplication. As we gather here, we ought to repent. And we ought to understand that God is trying to develop the character of His Son in our lives so that we would be less like ourselves and more like Jesus. We talk about challenged and changed and conformed to the character of Christ. How closer are you to the character of Christ today as you were January 1 of 2017? How closer am I to the character of Christ today as I was in January 1, 2017? repentance. I think it interesting in our text. Verse 29 says, for anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body, the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. That is why many of you are weak and ill, and some have even died. Hmm. We wonder Why we're ineffective to repent but not only do we repent we also remember <laughs> that's what God's doing in our lives remembering his given body and shed blood remembering that because he lives it makes a difference remembering that the cross of Jesus Christ makes a difference in our lives. That's what he's doing. That's current. That's what he wants to effectively work for his honor and his glory. The Old Testament sacrifices brought remembrance of sin. A lamb had to continually be slain time and time and time again. Atonement covering had to be made. But then one who was the Lamb of God came. And Hebrews tells us that after he offered a sacrifice for sin, he sat down on the right hand of God because there was no need to have any more sacrifice for sin. That's what God's doing in our lives with his given body and his shed blood. Helping us remember. We're going to celebrate the Lord's table. The bread. The cup. And as we do, let me encourage you to ask yourself what God is doing in your life. Have you thought about the meeting? This is my body which is given for you. 
certainly when you think about that, you ought to think about the incarnation. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and full of truth. We also ought to think about his rejection. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. Despised, rejected of men, all because he became a servant. We ought to think about his love. The Romans were masters at torture. And as he hung on that cross and shed his blood in payment for our sins, the agony described for us in Psalm 22 is beyond imagination, beyond my imagination. And yet he took the bread and he broke it and said, this is my body. And it's for you. It's what I'm doing. And then he said, as often as you did, remember what I'm doing in your life. We come to the cup of redemption now. In this cup is a new covenant in my blood. As often as you drink it, do it in remembrance of me. The whole Passover service was to help the people of God understand what he was doing in their lives. Because he had brought them out of bondage. And he was now perfecting his work as they were called a people of his own. During that service, I'm sure that they remembered the night. Some things you just don't forget. And that was passed on to children and children and children and children. To the generations so that they would understand the wonder of God. And the focus on that night was the deliverance from Egypt because of shed blood. The blood that was applied to the side post and the top post of the house. And as Jesus gathered with his disciples, he had told them that he would go to Jerusalem and he would die. He had prepared them for the events that were to come. But I'm sure in their minds, they were thinking about the legacy, what God had done. And then he says, this cup, cup after supper, cup of redemption, this new covenant, new sacrifice through my blood, he said, knowing the events that would take place over the next 72 hours. As often as you drink this cup, drink it in remembrance of 
what I've done and what I'm doing in your life. As often as you eat the bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And that's what he's doing in our lives. Not only is there repentance that needs to take place, not only is there remembrance that needs to take place, but God continues to challenge us to represent him until he comes to take us home. That's our assignment, to go and do all the world, our world, and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. To be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, under the uttermost parts of the earth. Tony and I have talked a lot about our upcoming trip. And I think it's going to be the uttermost parts of the earth. People are different in Africa than we are. I'm told people in Africa don't wear deodorant. That's why I ask you to pray about the smells. And they're huggers. But we'll have the opportunity to represent Christ to these folks. And you and I, every day in our culture, have the opportunity to represent Jesus Christ. And that's what he's doing what he's done, historical fact, what he is doing in our lives. But what will he do? Jesus is coming again. Amen? And you and I, who know Jesus Christ as personal Savior, are listening for the shout. The voice of the archangel, the trump of God. And then the dead in Christ will rise first, and then we which are alive and remain together shall meet the Lord in the air, so shall we ever be with our Lord. Amen? And you know what? He may well come before 2017 is over. They are preparing for the big ball drop in New York. I'm looking forward to the great giddy-up. We're all believers. We'll be with the Lord. And so shall we ever be with our Lord. And that's what this is all about. It is a public announcement of what God has done in our lives. Are you still in 1 Corinthians chapter 11? You can be very quickly, can't you? Well, if you're turning there, turn to chapter 15, will you please? 1 Corinthians 15, verse 58. And if you've not underlined this in your Bibles, I want you to make note of it. Because there's a therefore. Therefore. My beloved brethren. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. 
Amen? This is the therefore. And Jesus is coming. I've shared with you that our leadership word for 2018 is commitment. Because Jesus is coming again. And I, for one, want to be found doing his work when he takes me home. How about you?